0: Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us for this installment of California Employment News, an informative video and podcast resource offered by the Labor and Employment Group at weintraub Tobin. I'm Megan Bainbridge and a shareholder in the firm's Labor and Employment Group. Today, my partner Lucas Clary and I will be starting a new series where we discuss the exemptions under both the FLSA and California Labor Law. Lucas, let's start at the beginning. When we refer to exemptions, what are we referring to?
1: Right, Megan. So when we talk about exemptions, we are analyzing whether an employee is subject to various wage and hour requirements under California and federal law, things like overtime, meal and rest breaks, and minimum wage. The general rule is that most employees are what we consider non-exempt, which means they are entitled to these things. They're entitled to receive overtime, for example, at one and a half times their regular rate of pay, for all hours worked above 40 in a work week, eight in a work day, or on the seventh consecutive day worked in the same work. Under California law, they are also entitled to receive double their regular rate of pay for hours in excess of 12 in a workday or after eight hours on that seventh consecutive day worked in the same work week. California employees also get a 30-minute unpaid meal break for shifts of five hours or more and a 10-minute rest break for every four hours worked or major fraction thereof. Being non exempt also means their time must be tracked, both so that we know when overtime and meal and rest break requirements are triggered, and because the law just requires non exempt employees' time be recorded. So, all of those rules apply to most of the workforce. That is, unless someone can be classified as exempt. Now, Megan, what does it mean to be exempt?
0: Well, as you just stated, the general rule is that employees must be paid at least the minimum wage for all hours worked and overtime at not less than a time and a half, the regular rate of pay for all hours worked over 40 hours in a work week. However, both the California Labor Code and the FLSA exempt certain workers from the rules, meaning they are exempt from overtime pay, as well as laws requiring meal and rest breaks in California. This means they do not need to track their time worked and breaks taken. Importantly, in California, to meet most of the exemptions, in 2023, the employee must make at least two times the minimum wage, which right now is at least $64,480 a year. Under the FLSA, it's a little bit less, and the minimum annual salary is $35,568. In addition to meeting the salary requirements, the various exemptions must also meet certain job duty tests. Well, there are a few different exemptions, most of the employees who will qualify for these exemptions work jobs that are considered to be more executive or professional level jobs. The three main exemptions are the executive, the professional, and the administrative work exemptions. There are also exemptions for employees who are engaged in sales as well as computer professionals. Lucas, what should employers keep in mind as they analyze whether their employees might need certain exemptions?
1: Right. So I think the starting point is always going to be the duties that the employee is performing. While each of the exemptions that you just described, Megan, have different standards that have to be met for an employee to be exempt, uh, they all have a duty-focused component, meaning what is the employee doing in their job and are they doing tasks that meet the required exemption? And I think the most important thing to keep in mind When looking at that is that employers should be looking at the actual work that an employee, an exempt employee is performing on a day to day or week to week basis. It's not sufficient to just look at the name of the position, for example, just because someone has a title of manager does not mean they will automatically meet the managerial executive exemption if they don't otherwise uh, perform duties that meet the test. So a good starting point is an employee's job description, if you have one, is that will list out the duties they are expected to perform, uh, but you can't stop there. And the reason is the employee's actual duties worked are always going to trump over what the job description says, and sometimes there can be a variance between those two things. um, what's listed in the job description and what the employee is actually doing. This variance could be because their duties evolve over time and the job description hasn't been updated, or maybe they're just not doing work that is directly aligned with what the job description says. Uh, So these are also good reasons for employers to periodically audit their exempt classifications from time to time as well, Um, and in particular if an employee's job changes for any reason.
0: Thanks, Lucas. That's great advice. And that does it for today. We hope you will continue to join us on this series as we explore the various exemptions. You can continue to find California Employment News on our blog at thelelawblog.com and wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. We'll see you next time.